0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome back to the Weekly Pass. We're excited to have our good friend, very good friend, longtime friend, Warren Moon, joining us. And, Warren, first of all, I know you already made fun of me in my hat, but I don't even know. Like, I've known you for so long. Do you? Are you a baseball fan?
0: Huge baseball fan. Uh, my blood bleeds Dodger Blue. It's been bleeding that ever since I was... Eight or nine years old when I started following the Dodgers. Uh, I'm also a big Houston Astros fan, of yeah. course, because I lived in Houston for a long time. So those two teams don't like each other very much um, because of the whole cheating scandal back what five years ago or whatever it is. But they both got knocked out of the playoffs this year. And in, in Texas and uh, Arizona made it, and they deserve to be there. And I'm happy for the, te- the for the uh, for the for the Texas team.
1: How do you feel about? Did you watch any of the World Series games? Because it was the lowest rating they it said for, I guess, forever yeah. being won. I, so I don't know if it's because the the teams, the market, or baseball is struggling. But did you watch any of the games?
0: I did. I watched the game last night. I watched, uh, yeah, I watched quite a few of them. I, I can't watch a whole game because they just move too slow for me. Even though they've sped up the games, they, they still move too slow for me. But uh, I watched the game last night. I wanted to see them pull this thing out and. Both pitchers were amazing for the first six innings or so, and then all of a sudden uh, you knew you weren't going to keep the Rangers down the whole game, and they exploded for for that four-run inning and uh, pretty much put the game away. And and I'm happy for for them. I'm happy for uh, Bruce uh, because he's a great manager. And uh, this is his fourth World Series win, four. That's that's a lot. It
2: is. It is.
1: You were just in Texas, Warren. I think you had the Oilers reunion. Um, tell us about how that went. I think your daughters were there, and I'm sure that was a special moment for you.
0: I was actually in Nashville. You know, that's where um, all my history is now with the Tennessee Titans. So uh, we had a great reunion. We had 170 guys come back, which was our largest turnout. Wow. And uh, they revealed our, our Houston Oiler uniforms uh, in the game that day and against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they won the football game, which was even better. So it was a great weekend to see all those guys that I've played with, uh, all the guys that played before me. Uh, a lot of the the, the uh, Tennessee Titans guys were there as well. They're, uh, they're alumni. So it was it was a great gathering. And um, Amy uh, Amy Adams does a great job of, of bringing everybody together as one big happy family. So we had a great time.
2: It's funny. Now, those when we do things thanks when we do things like as alumni for the cowboys with the cheerleaders i i don't go to many of them um where do I. I i really i think i can say i've only been to one or two and they have them all the time they have them every year and and all but i just have a hard time getting into it and the girls that i am close to from when we cheered i still talk to them almost every day every week whatever and so i and those that I'm not close to, I really am okay, but I don't see them. And some have, some have really let themselves go. Do you, how does that work with the football side of well, things? The cheerleading side of things,
0: it's like, woo! You guys are a little more different because you're more of... Uh, you're more geared on your looks and all of that because that's the way you've always had to be judged when you were when you were a cheerleader. You always had to watch your weight. You had to watch you know with the shape you're in, all those different things. In football, once you're retired, you can kind of let yourself go, and nobody really cares, um, <laughs> except for except for your health. You know, everybody cares about your health, and you guys actually have to go out and do a cheer, don't you? Don't you have to no, learn a yes, cheer Lord, for, for, and that's for reunion do weekend? It.
2: And that's probably
0: the worst part of it. We don't have to learn a play or go out and play football anymore. We just show up and drink and and eat and have fun the whole weekend. So it's a little more anxiety for you guys to come back for your weekend. I would understand that. If I had to get myself in shape to to be able to – Play again and come back for a weekend? No, I wouldn't show up either. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's just kinda of cheesy. Like the Niners just had their reunion for the cheerleaders and they had the girls go out there and dance the Tootsie Roll. I'm not putting myself in that situation. It's it's a <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, you got you two look great. You guys are two of the exceptions. Now you, you wouldn't have to worry about getting yourselves in great shape because you already are. Yeah, but I'm but sure it's there are a lot of other ones that have had a lot of kids and uh, just haven't uh, taken good care of themselves.
1: But don't you think it's kind of cheesy? I don't, I mean, you've been around a lot of the cheerleaders. Like, I don't know. It just looks kind of cheesy when these girls come back and they still feel like they're, you know, it's like their one time that they felt like they were famous or however you want to say. And so they're super excited to be back and they have that full hair and makeup. And it's just so different from when the players in our reunions
0: well yeah they are different um i was just at the seahawks reunion about a month ago and the same thing but then they had to come back and learn to cheer and i know a lot of the the cheerleaders personally because over all the years that I was there, I was doing appearances with them and all the different things. So I, I know a lot of them. And, and uh, it was anxiety for them to come back and do the cheer. But a lot of them loved that performing. They loved performing in front of the crowd. They missed it. And they got their 15 minutes of fame back for that one weekend.
1: See, exactly. 15 yes. minutes of fame. That's what it
2: is. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: That's what it is. Well, um, <laughs> so, Warren, are you into this? Because I've noticed a lot of former athletes are getting really into pickleball. Okay. Like, and I don't know. You're
0: not okay. Not not my thing. See,
1: thank you. Not my thing. It's
0: it's it's basically uh, ping pong on steroids. That's what I call (laughs) it. And I'm not a big ping pong player. I play it if people have it, but it's not something that I'm really into. But I've seen so many guys go out there and not warm up, and they're tearing their Achilles, and they're they're hurting themselves you know, playing this because they don't get themselves properly warmed up or properly stretched. And uh, I don't want to have anything like that happen to me. And, and I don't think I need to go out and do all this stretching just to play a little a little fun game. So it's just not worth the time for me.
1: Because <laughs> little Wayne, I think he has a team now. And then Dak Prescott has a team here in Frisco.
0: I think uh, Drew Brees, I think, has has bought a league. So there's a lot of Mm -hmm. guys that are involved in it and invested in it. I have a lot of friends of mine that that, that like to play it. And and anything for anybody is great as far as uh, doing any type of exercise. I'm all for that. That's just not something that I enjoy doing. I still like to go in the gym. I like to get on the treadmill. I like to get on the stair climber. I like to go through my weight workouts. I still do all the stuff that I kind of did when I was playing football, just not to that degree, but that's what I enjoy doing, to stay in shape.
1: Why do these athletes you think like it? Because Holly likes it too. She's all into pickleball too. I'm not into it's
0: it. A it's, very, it's a very competitive game. Um, and I think a lot of people like the competition of it and uh like i said it's like ping pong you know you know ping pong people are hitting the ball over the net but this is this is two on two i don't think you play one-on-one in pickleball do you do you ever play one-on-one you can
2: it's
0: harder yeah it'd be a little bit bit harder that way Yeah, yeah but but um People just seem to like it. It's the fad right now. You see pickleball courts going up all over the place. So yes. whatever is going to gonna promote more exercise for people to stay in shape, I'm for. It's just not my cup of tea.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, moving on, Warren. Okay, you saw that Deion Sanders, when um, Colorado was there at the Rose Bowl, they got a lot of their jewelry and different um, items were stolen from the locker room. Deion is saying now, Prime's saying that there should be where they need to be reimbursed or money should be um, given. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Should the NCAA get involved, Rose Bowl? Like, what do you think?
0: I think first they need to find out, uh, you know, the investigation of who did this. Um, yeah. Was it an inside job? Why did it just happen to the Colorado team? You know, mm-hmm. Colorado's probably a team that people suspect would, would wear a lot of jewelry because their, their head coach wears a lot of jewelry. A lot of the players wear it. That his sons wear it. Who knows? It could be somebody uh, internally that knew that they were going to have all that jewelry in there and, and, and went in there and took it while the game was going on. But we need to find out, you know, who stole this first and see if you can get it back. And yes, there should be some type of insurance or some type of bond that that the um, that the Rose Bowl has to protect against something like this. So I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of all this whole thing. But, yes, yeah, somebody should help reimburse them for their losses.
1: Yeah, because in the NFL, NBA, MLB, any professional um, team, they usually have security, right? So when you would go into the locker room, Warren, you never had to worry about your stuff?
0: No, no. And they have people that uh, first they lock it up really good, and then they have usually some type of security people around there. So I'm wondering why this didn't happen in this case. And like I said, that's, that's what makes me think that it could be something inside that somebody knew something and and that's they took advantage of that but I I could be wrong but I think yeah somebody needs to reimburse them for for their losses because they're responsible once once they leave that locker room.
2: Hey Warren I want to ask you something about another football team a college football team and and scandal going on perhaps what are your thoughts on the the Michigan situation with the sign stealing do you have an opinion on that?
0: (laughs) I think it's all funny. (laughs) I love it. I I mean, I love anybody who's trying to win and and every coach uh, in the in the um, college ranks, I'm sure tries to steal signs and signals somehow, some way if they can. My thing is, there's usually three, four guys over on the sideline giving signals. How do you know which ones signals are the the live ones? You know, they could they could they could switch the person who does it every series. They could do it for one person the whole game. You just don't know who's actually giving the live play. So even if you knew kind of what the plays were, they're all giving different plays. So how do you know which one is being run at that particular time? But everybody does it. And here's my thing. If they wanted to get rid of this, they would just go to the Helmet Communicator uh, like they do in the NFL where the, the coach calls to play in the quarterback's helmet and we don't have to worry about giving signals. You don't see signals being given in the NFL, even on mm-hmm. defense. The middle linebacker has a, a, a microphone inside of his helmet and the defensive coordinator gives him the defensive call. You would eliminate that, but coaches in, in college football, they want to be able to still sign. So they don't want this, this system put in place. So it's going to continue to happen. Uh, I think Jim Harbaugh and Michigan maybe just went a little bit too elaborate with their scheme, but uh, I I think it's all about nothing because everybody's doing it. Everybody just does it to a different degree.
1: Warren, let's talk about the Raiders, the mess that's going on over there, obviously, you know, (laughs) firing McDaniels, firing the GM, and then now benching Jimmy G. Um, it's kind of like, what is, it? is it that the, you know, when you start going through like the leadership is, is Mark Davis not equipped to be running this team or what, what is it? Because now, you O'Connell is a rookie, um, hasn't had a lot of snaps on her center. What does this look like for the Raiders? Or is it even Tom Brady to heat tell Mark Davis, Hey, you need mm-hmm. to do something. What happened there? What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, he has pulled the trigger really quickly on his last what, three three head coaches or something like that. I think they've had three head coaches in the last 20 months or something like that. So, you got to have consistency at that top spot uh, in order to have any type of uh any type of success and you keep changing leadership like this, you know, f- first of all, the players get confused. They they don't know who their leader is, they don't know what's going to happen from day to day. They want stability. Uh, you know, players want to know who's going to be there, who their coach is going to be, who their coaches are going to be and, at positions and all that. And right now, there's a lot of uncertainty in the organization. They don't know who their quarterback is going to be for the future. Um, so they've got some big decisions to make this offseason. And um, I think Antonio Pierce will come in and write and the ship and get everybody calmed down. He's just that type of guy. He's a great football guy. He's a, got a great personality. He was a great player when he played. So I think he'll get things right and, and calm down, but I still don't know if this team has enough talent to really be competitive, but hopefully they'll play better than they have you know, over the last so many weeks of the season and uh, just start to win some games and just be a little bit more competitive. Because their team plays hard, you know, especially on the defensive side, but when you're not doing anything offensively, so, sometimes the defense says, hey, you know, why should I go out here and bust my butt when we're not doing anything on the offensive side of the ball? And you don't get that same effort. So hopefully if their offense can create some more energy w- with the way their defense is playing, I-, I think they'll be able to win some games going down the road.
1: And what's the future of Jimmy G? Warren, I mean we know with the 49ers he had a winning percentage. He, he you know, he took them all the way to the Super Bowl. For some reason, I mean with injuries, he's pretty injury prone. I mean, do you see him just being a backup quarterback the rest of his career now or, or what do you see for Jimmy?
0: That that might be what's going to happen after this season if if he doesn't get back on the field again. You know, he might get back on the field again depending on uh the, the young kid the way he plays, but uh if he doesn't get back on the field, it probably could be a backup role for him going forward because he has a tough time staying uh, staying healthy and he leads the league in interceptions right now. So his, his, his performance level is starting to diminish a little. So I think that might be where he's going to be relegated to if, if he doesn't get back on the field again this year and try and redeem himself.
2: Do you have an opinion on what's going to happen, like head coaching wise for next year? I mean, this obviously is probably going to be a coaching search. Do you have any thoughts on who could fill that role?
0: Well, a lot of people are talking about Jim Harbaugh right now uh, as, as a new Raider head coach. Um, you know, Jim was in the uh, Bay Area before with the 49ers, so he's familiar. He was at Stanford. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense, um, even though this is this isn't the Bay Area. Um I think it makes a lot of sense to bring in a guy who's going to bring a whole lot of structure to the organization. He'll bring a lot of discipline. Um, he also has great credibility because he's been to a Super Bowl already with the 49ers. Uh, his team have done well in college. He's got a chance to win a national championship this year. <clears throat> and with all the speculation about what's going on with this with this uh, signal stealing thing, maybe he does want to leave Michigan and go somewhere. And I think that would be the first place you look because – Sounds like this is going to be the first job available right now. Uh, so the Raiders will get a head start on talking to him and whoever else their uh, their candidates might be.
1: Warren, um, rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, um, fourth round pick coming out of Purdue. Um, he's a rookie. I mean, what kind of advice would you give to this kid? Because, we, you know, you know this. Everyone knows this. like you put him in too quick. It could ruin the kid, you know, for the rest of his you know career. What do you think about them pulling the trigger on him already?
0: Well, he's already played this year, and uh, I think he got a taste of it. So the taste that he got, he, he's he's able to see because you know, Jimmy was hurt and he got a chance to play yeah. some during that time. So I'm sure he had a chance to, to sit back, look at his tape, See what he did wrong. Now he knows what he wants to do the next time he goes out there. I think the coaches have a better understanding of what he does well and what he doesn't. And I think they'll call the offense accordingly. He's a very talented guy. I love the way he throws the ball. I saw him play a couple of times in the preseason. Uh, So he's got a chance. He's just got to get those wide receivers more involved. You know, Devontae Adams and those guys have to be more involved in the offense. And Jimmy just wasn't able to throw the football down the field to those guys. And that's something he's never really been great at. He loves to throw the ball to the backs and the tight ends. But when you've got mm-hmm. great talent on the outside, you got to utilize those guys. you got to keep them motivated and energized and, and into the football game because uh, they're a vital part of what you're doing. So uh, I'm sure that that, that will be um, communicated to him that he needs to get these guys more involved in the offense. And I'm sure the offensive coordinator who's taken over We'll make sure those guys are a big part of the game plan.
1: Warren, we got only four minutes left with you, but Holly wanted to make sure we talked about little Wayne. Cause did you see little Wayne? He sang the <laughs> national anthem, Warren. And he was actually better than I thought he was going to yes. be. I mean, you have to admit, I thought it was going to be really bad. Like Roseanne Barr. It was, it was Okay.
0: Well, I mean, he's not a bad singer, but, you know, he's a rapper, so you just don't know what to expect from a rapper when you go and and sing in probably one of the most difficult songs that there is to sing. Um, Because the National Anthem is not an easy song to sing. It's got so much different range and different things to it. But yeah, he went out there and I think he had great respect for the song. So I think that's why it came out good. And and uh like you said, he did a better job than what most people expected. You just don't expect to see Lil Wayne singing the No, it's Flavor like Flav, you guys. It
2: wasn't Little Wayne. It was, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, it was flavor flavor.
1: Flav. 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 Oh yeah, flavor well, yeah, Flav.
0: Flav. excuse me. It's Flav. a guy Flav. with
1: the it's a guy with the clock.
0: Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, with the big old clock.
1: Yeah. So,
0: shows where I am on rappers—they're all all (laughs) almost insane to me. (laughs)
1: So we're gonna see Warren singing the national anthem, maybe at a Tennessee Titans game.
0: (laughs) That will never happen. (laughs) You're talking about somebody that would screw up. Or national anthem, and uh, they'd probably arrest me after the game, after the the anthem was over by the way I sounded, but I would give it my best. There's no question about it. Um, But no, I'm not the guy that you want singing the national anthem.
2: Hey, Warren, real quick, uh, it's Breeders' Cup time. Yes. So we know you're a horse racing fan, and and we've been to a lot of them um, with you. You got any Breeders' Cup thoughts you want to share with us?
0: I don't know who the, the horses are. You know, I don't even get into these races until like a couple of days before the race. And I started looking to yeah. see who's doing what and and uh, which which horses are involved. So I really couldn't tell you uh, who I would bet on or anything like that. But I just know the Breeders' Cup uh, probably next to the Derby is probably the biggest race of the year, if, if not bigger in some people's minds. The Derby just has all that pageantry and, and history mm-hmm. and, and and that to it. But the Breeders' Cup is a huge race as far as money and purse and all those different things. So I'm sure it's going to be another great field. And um, the weather is usually really good out there in California. So I think it will, going it'll, going? Be a good, it'll be a good time as usual. I will not be going this year. No, oh, I won't.
1: Okay, so
0: it's in Santa Anita, so I thought maybe you'd be going. I know, I know. Okay. I'm, well, I'm glad they rectified uh, that problem.
1: Yeah, i'm so glad we're they gonna rectified
0: that problem
2: we'll
1: have to see you in may then i guess for the derby that's when we all get together and mm-hmm. talk about reunions that's our big reunion right
2: warren
0: well I'm, no i'm i might be coming through uh, through uh, texas you guys are down there in uh in dallas so i'm down there all the time for different stuff so um, maybe i'll see you there
1: Oh Mr. yeah, because you're person. in Houston a lot, though.
0: You got to come out here to Dallas. <laughs> I'm in Houston. I'm in Houston a ton, but I think I'm coming to Dallas the first week of December for uh, for an appearance. So oh, I'll good. have to we'll look y'all we'll up. Get you out. We'll
2: I'll get, you get out my out people with
0: your people, and you get your people with my people, <laughs> <laughs> and then we will get together. Okay.
2: That's right. And we finally will all be wearing derby hats and suits and all that for it. So yeah, I know casual. we can just
0: some, we can just wear some jeans for Ooh, a change.
2: Exactly.
1: All right, Warren, we love you. Thank you so much for your time and your insight, as always.
0: Well, thanks for having me on, ladies. And you guys are doing a great job. And anytime you need me, you know you got me, all right?
2: All right. Bye, Warren. Warren. Have a good one.